This week, the obvious question is, why don't we talk about death? I'm Mike Trevisano, and each week, one of the hosts, Joe Bertalek, Bob Meyer, and myself, asks a question that may seem to have an obvious answer on the surface, but once we get into it, there's much more underneath, and we invite you to help us find answers through comments on our site, obviousquestion.wordpress.com, or on our Facebook page for The Obvious Question. And hey, if you like the show, please share it, or give us a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. That would be great. Thank you. So this week, we talk about death, and specifically, why don't we talk about it? Why do we put it off until we are at the very end of life and kind of have no other choice? What keeps us from talking about the one thing that we know we all share? Surely, fear plays into it. But wouldn't it do us some wonderful good to share those fears instead of bearing? Recently, I was up in New York City and had an opportunity to get up there and, and uh, as September 11th was approaching, I had an opportunity to go back to the 9-11 museum and memorial and my wife Christy had never been there. I had, I had been there a number of times. I'd been to the site even before anything was built, like I think six months after 9-11 I was up there. And um, it's definitely, I mean, there's no words that can describe it. It's, it's clearly an emotional experience. But it, but it got me to thinking about death, you know, and, and all the people that perish there. And there, there's this one hallway you go through and everybody uh, that lost a life there um, or in one of the plane crashes, their photo is there, and their name is there, and, and you hear the phone conversations from people that were in the towers that day, um, or people that were on a plane that was hijacked, that it was their last moment. And it got me to thinking, you know, while we're still alive, why don't we focus on that, that last moment? We wait till that last moment to occur to figure out what do we do in that moment. But it, but it seems like we all have something in common, and that's that we're all going to die at some point. Nobody's going to live forever. But knowing that, why don't we face that and say, why don't we, why don't we record our 60-second you know, conversation with the people that we love or tell people what is that message that we want to deliver, but why do we wait so long to do that in that last moment? So that's, that's kind of my question is, why, why are we waiting? What are we waiting for? Yeah, I think there's a certain blindness, Bob. You know, I remember years ago uh, hearing a quote about about human beings. We're one of the the few intelligent species that can see everyone around is dying, but never really think about ourselves dying. And we don't just even consider that. It's kind of, it's there. We joke about it. We know about it. Even now I'll say, yeah, I know someday I'm going to die. But the reality is I, I don't really think of it that way. I think of it more like it's out there somewhere and, you know, someday it'll come. But I think I think, you know, I was raised in a in a somewhat tight environment when it comes to death. Like we, we talked about it and we, you know, we even joked about it and stuff. But I don't think I ever really was comfortable with it, you know, in the sense that that I would want to talk about it. In fact, when uh, my parents you know, bought a, a grave site and things like that, you know, put money down on a piece of property, they said you know, they bought a new piece of property and it turned out to be in the graveyard, at, you know, cemetery. I thought that's not funny. You know, that's not that's like, wait, a minute, that's weird. You know, but they were all excited. They said we got everything planned and we know. You know, what's going to happen next? I, I think I was pushing back pretty hard. So I think there's a cultural thing, at least for me and you know the situation I grew up in, where um, where death, you kind of keep it at arm's length. But more and more, uh, you know, as you're talking about this kind of stuff, I'm becoming more comfortable with the idea that things need to happen prior to that. And it's really important. I, I was telling you guys uh, years ago, I went through a death meditation with a group for an hour where you're primed to think you're going to die. And you know you're not, but I mean, you're, you're supposed to get yourself into that place. And they do a kind of a guided meditation. And for the first 10, 15 minutes, I was like, well, I don't know what I would do. I mean, I'm thinking about, I asked some questions and the 
the facilitator said to me, that's what you do at the last hour. You'd be asking questions to me about stuff. And I, I realized, wait a minute, he wants me to be in the moment. And the closer I got to that hour, the last five minutes in particular, very, very emotional, um, thinking about this is it. It's over. And I never think that way in a normal setting. So I think there's something there that prevents me from thinking about it. Maybe it's the fear of it or the, the nothingness of it, you know, that, that emptiness. But um, I think it'd be very beneficial. And the more I think about it now, the more I want to prep for myself, you know, want to get ready for that kind of stuff and not wait till that, that moment that may or may not come in a good way, you know, may not have that opportunity, you know, have everybody gather around me and say, well, this is it, you know, let's talk a little bit, you know, that scene of, you know, all the grandchildren, grandchildren sitting around and that kind of thing. I, I don't know that it's going to happen that way. I'd be surprised if it does. I think we don't talk about it because uh, it's it's a it's like it's set up in our culture to 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 be conflicted about it. We grow up a lot of us here in the U.S. grow up with some kind of religious upbringing, right? Catholic or Christian of some kind, right? Or 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 Jewish or whatever, right? But you have an upbringing that tells you what to think, right? Uh, but I believe, and I may be wrong about this, but I believe that most people don't believe it. You know, they learn about it, but it, but even if they're 99% convinced that, yeah, I'm going to die, I'm going to go to heaven, that 1% throws them off in the end and makes it makes them scared. And I think it's, it's because we look around at the natural world and we see things like a squirrel run in front of our car and we run over it. And that, you know, quick, jovial looking little squirrel is now meat and twitch and done right and and it's hard for us to see something like that and not immediately even if it's uh somewhat unconsciously think that's me i i will one day be i i will i will cease to exist i will stop being here and therefore it's an end and i think that idea that this is an end that all of christmases and vacations and new movies and pizza all end you know you Someday, not the pizza. They, the pizza too, Bob. The <laughs> no, pizza too. No, right? not the pizza. It, and and we are terrified of that. I'm I'm scared of that. However, I also think I don't look around in the natural world and not see uh, the process as a continuum. Right, that things go on. That that squirrel that i that i hit eventually decomposes and goes his elements go back into the air and he changes right things change i don't remember anything before i came here but here i am and i'm not too preoccupied with it either like it doesn't terrify me that uh, i think what there's a there's a weird sense that happens where you think well it's it's annihilation right i mean if it's not heaven it's annihilation that's nothing and that's it's like it's like laying in a box for eternity right can't see anything can't hear there's nobody to talk to you can't and it, it's just enclosure but that's not it that's not what it is we, we actually know that it's not that because you just have to remember what it was like before you, you were born was it like that it wasn't it wasn't like that and i'm not uh i'm not drawing a comfortable conclusion from that i'm simply saying it wasn't like that yeah. and i don't know what it is going to be but I, I think it's the conditioning that makes us afraid. Yeah, yeah. I, I like what you're saying. I, 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 I agree with you. And I let, let me give you the Cliff Notes version and see if we're on the same page. Is I, I think it's kind of like this atomic energy thing that, that part of us, I think the reason why we don't like to talk about it is because we don't know where we go, right? There's no scientific proof mm. that says, this is where Mike is. Yeah, Mike's over mm -hmm. there. He's, you know, 
why do people have ashes of people, right? I, I, I don't know. I, I, the funny part is, um, yeah, like I have ashes from like pets and things like that, but I don't look at it and say, well, I worship that. Or if you go to somebody's gravesite, like my parents, you know what, and I go to their gravesite, I do have a conversation with them, but it seems kind of peculiar to me. Like I don't believe that they're really there. Um, but I do have some comfort for myself thinking that, you know, we all started with some kind of particle, right? This whole world did, and we're all part of that. And in, in a way, we're all connected. We try to think we're separate, but we're all connected. So if you subscribe to that kind of theory that, yeah, when you die and you decompose, your energy goes back into into the world. Who knows? You know, I know there's this um, thing where you can actually... Uh, buy this service where you're, you can bury yourself and become a tree. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds cool. I'd like to become a tree. <laughs> that way, you know, I'm still part of the environment. But yeah, you're right. When you were a kid, before you were born, you don't know anything. After you die, you don't know anything. And I guess that's a scary place to be. Uh, but we're trying to yeah. process it mentally, but there is no mental processing on the outsides of birth and death. It's weird. I mean, what you guys are saying, I never thought about this, that I don't give one second thought to where I came from. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about it if we talk about it, but I, I've never worried about it. I've never been concerned. I've never thought, geez, I wouldn't know where I came from. But on the other end, I wonder where I'm going. Yeah, all the time. I mean, that, it's like that pops in my head all the time. Why is that? Why am I not thinking about where I came from at all? I mean, I, this idea that I see somebody born, but but the body, the the mind, the soul, whatever, where, where did it all come together? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting because I think it's been studied for thousands of years, right? People have looked at it and talked about it, but I haven't heard the same panic kind of conversation like, gee, I wonder where we came from. You know, I'm so nervous about that. I've never heard that, but I do hear it the other way. Where am I going? Some some things, and I don't understand enough about them, <clears throat> excuse me, but um, but they they interest me. I'm like, wow, that's that's an interesting thing that that whole Tibetan Buddhist idea where, you know, they, you die and you put the body out for, you know, you chop it up and you let the vultures come and, and you know, and they and they sort of pray around it because they're, they're, they're like, yeah, see, this is, this is just a vessel. This is just a material, you know, this is you and they meditate on it, you know, like this, this is going to happen to you. And then they have this idea of the bardo, you know, where the, the waiting it's like the waiting room in between reincarnations right and uh and that at some point the the buddha he could remember all of his reincarnations all the way back all the animals and he was able to say like this is the thing i did as as a elephant that earned me the karma to then reincarnate to this next thing you know and I, I'm fascinated by by that kind of idea or by cultures that really do think of it, right? I don't know. I, I, I don't buy in for myself. I, I don't buy into that reincarnation that mm. I that you necessarily could believe, you know, or you could remember where you came from. Uh, but I like the idea. I think it's neat. I like it as much as I like heaven. I like all of the ideas. I think that I find comfort in the idea that we as, as humans s- seem to... Uh, at least get to that level where we are, are thinking of the process, yeah. you know, thinking of that there, there's change involved, that there is every, you know, effect has a cause behind it. Nothing else, nothing doesn't have something that, that is behind where it came from, right? All the way back to the big, you know, from you going all the way back to the Big Bang. Yeah. It happened for a reason. Right? I, you know, I, I sometimes I keep my death fascination to myself because I, I'm not, I don't, I don't know. I grew up like 
it sounds like you did, Mike, where I had like aunts and relatives that were always in fear of death. Like they didn't want to get old or like concerned about getting old. But the concern was really about dying, the fear of dying. And I think, you know, why not celebrate death? I really like the, the day of the dead, you know, like the way that, you know, but I think culturally we're all screwed up, right? Where we have all these taboos where we can send a birth announcement and, and, and really celebrate the birth of an infant. But when somebody dies, it's like, I'm sorry for your loss. That's the best that we can do. Or, or you just don't talk to that person. But what if there was a, a death announcement? You know, something that was more of like, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that Mike has passed on. This is a great thing. The guy's made it. You know, maybe if we knew where he was going, like he's in this world, this fancy world of gold and lavish cars and pizza, you know, then we can celebrate that Mike's in a better place. But because we don't know where Mike's going, we think it's bad and we're just going to like get back to work and say, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. As you guys are speaking about this, I'm thinking everything I know about this, I was told by somebody or some situation or something. It's like, how much of the world have I observed that I'm nervous about? I'd say zero or very close to it. If I was just walking around, you know, without any cultural background or any upbringing, you know, as a Christian or whatever like that, I'd be walking around, you know, kind of looking at things like, I guess, like most animals do. But in a cultural way, we have, I have heard so much about the topic death or, or birth or whatever that it's put, it shaped things. It shaped my mind to believe that, that these things are true. And then, you could fear them or you could be happy with them. You know, if you believe in a heaven and you're headed there, like, you know, some of these terrorists are going to blow themselves up today. I mean, there aren't many people I know that say, yeah, I'd like to go to heaven, but not right now. I mean, they say it that way. They don't say, yeah, right now, take me. You know, it's like they just don't do that. But someone who has that strong a belief that has a story so strong, so powerful that they're willing to kill themselves for it, you know, blow themselves up and get the reward then. It's very similar to the story that I'm running with, the one that, uh, and again, not similar in the sense of the same same way, but but the idea that, oh, this is a story. I've got a set of things that, that I believe or that I've been cultured with that I sit with. And then as a result, I, I play them out. But I wonder what it would look like if I didn't have any of that background, if I were just out there, you know, the wolf boy or something like that. And I was hanging out with animals and stuff. I don't think I'd have any other concern like like I do today. I certainly wouldn't have any thoughts because I wouldn't know what to think about. I wouldn't have any you know, basis for saying whether well, there's a heaven or a hell, I wouldn't even know what that is. You know, I just look at the natural world, the way you described it, Mike, where reincarnation or things die, other things grow, I'd be kind of in a natural sense. And I don't see any fear with that. I see that as a, a bigger than me kind of thing. And mm. since I don't really control it, I don't really have much to do with it. I'm just part of the process. Mm. And I, I see myself coming and going. I see you know, being eaten it. by a T-Rex in that model, like where you're running through the woods, the wolf boy, and then all of a sudden the big T-Rex comes. It's part of it. It's part of Joe's story. It snaps yeah. Joe's yeah. neck. <laughs> oh, that was my friend. Yeah. Yeah. You just ate my you, friend. You know, you might want to check out, and maybe listeners would want to check it out too. There's a documentary. You can watch it on Netflix. It's called Dying to Know. And it and really what it is is it, the the very conversation we're having it is an extension off of what these guys were having and it it, it follows the uh, the final bit of Timothy Leary who died in 1995 1996 mm -hmm. uh, about a few months before he realized he was going to die he was had interop inoperable prostate cancer he decided he wanted to die consciously. Like he wanted, he wanted, as he said, you know, to go out with class, you know, we don't talk. In fact, he said, we don't talk about death. Right. And he called, uh, uh, 
his friend Ram Das, who was a professor at Harvard yeah. for many, you know, for years with him. And they did all these acid, you know, LSD tests and masculine tests and all that kind of stuff together. He was part of that group, you know. But uh, Ram Das had, had gone very far and, uh, you know, Indian spirituality. And, and so he was involved in, in setting up this environment when Timothy Leary died to be surrounded by, you know, like a party. You know, like all, all the people around him and uh, to make it not so, you know, not something one they don't talk about and not something sad that it's just about crying and stuff. But rather, you know, wow, isn't this isn't this wild? Like this is the this is the ultimate journey. This is the ultimate trip. Like I'm going into it. I'm going to go in eyes wide open. I'm going to see what's on the other side. I'm going to I'm going to do my best, you know, to to, to to travel into it instead of running from it, you know, uh, and and it's an interesting it's an interesting thing. In fact, I I I think right down to uh, Timothy Leary's last words were something like, you know, uh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> something like that. It, <laughs> you know, something like that you don't you don't think of. You know, is it's uh, it's uncanny that you mention that because we haven't talked about this at all. But the funny part is when on my trip to New York. I watched that documentary. I downloaded it oh, really? from Netflix and watched it. And maybe that's what got me to thinking about the question because I watched the documentary and I've always been fascinated by by both of them. And uh, yeah, I, that's what got me to thinking like, why why don't we, we talk about that last moment, why don't we, like I thought about this even yesterday driving home, like it would take me literally two minutes to record a video. You know, you can do it on your phone. There's so much accessibility or I can do it on, on the Mac and just record myself for 60 seconds or a minute and a half with a message to whoever, my family, my friends, the world, to say, hey guys, you know, uh, if you're watching this, there's a good chance that I'm no longer around. Here's what I'd like to say. Why don't I do that? Why doesn't anybody do that? I would venture to say that less than a per- you know, 1% of the population is doing something like that, even though they're all eventually going to die, right? Like, wouldn't that be great to, you know... God forbid somebody loses a child or somebody like that or or a parent. You know, that's the first thing I did when my mom passed away is look for, you know, look for video. Like, what do I have? Do I have a photograph? Do I have a video? Do I have a message from her? Even keep voicemail messages. There was a while on my phone that I had, you know, messages from my mom that said, hey, hey, Bobby, this, this is your mom. How are you doing? You know, and I'd listen to it. And it's like, why did I listen to that? Because I, I wanted to hear from her, you know. Why aren't we doing this, guys? <laughs> yeah because we're afraid yeah. probably i don't know <laughs> we're, we're at we're at that time and uh to record that last message yeah or, to record to record the last message <laughs> of the podcast goodbye cool podcast <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say if this was your last podcast what, what would you want to it's funny my for me it would be more like timothy leary i often think that you know Humor is something that's gotten me through my life, and, and I want people to remember me for that. Even my kids have said, oh, you know, you know, when I get on to them, they're like, well, where do you think we got our sense of humor from, Dad? We got it from you. <laughs> that's why we do stupid, crazy things. And I'm like, that's meaningful to me. You know, that's my, that's my legacy. So it's like, it's like the Looney Tunes, that's all, folks, you know. <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. not really ending, you know, for me. I don't look at it as an end. I look at it as another beginning that I'm not... Not clear where it's going. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think we should do another podcast on uh, on that very topic of you know what would that what would that last thing look like? Because I for right now as, as you were talking, I was trying to think, and I 
the reason I don't do it is because I'm not clear on what I would even do. I've, I've had that experience with the death meditation. It wasn't clear to me. I almost had a, what I did in the end is I chose someone to talk with that was not related to me, you know, that would then talk to the people that I cared about and kind of give them my message, you know, becoming not directly because I don't know how I'd even get it out. I'd be choking on it if I even tried to do it. But two thoughts come to mind. One is, and I apologize for saying it this way, but you can't bullshit death. You know, my life I go through and I, I do things and I always think there'll be another chance to be, I'll make that up. I'll, I'll do that later, whatever. But when it comes to death, there's no, there's no going back. It's like, you can't play the game. The game ends at that point. So that's the first one. The other one is, um, you know, I like the idea of Timothy Lear. I think Steve Jobs also went into his final moments. He said something like, wow, oh, wow, or something. And quoted that way, like he was he was that same kind of guy looking to that next trip. You know, what does that next thing look like? And I think for me, in thinking about that, I think about pain, you know, the pain of death or and not physical pain, but just the whole idea of somebody dying. And I think pain is, it, to me, is nothing more than re- reacting to what's, what is and wishing it were different, you know, pushing hard to make it different. And uh, and pain comes from that. So if I can get to the point where I'm a little bit more comfortable with the idea that that I am going to die, which I know I am, I mean, intellectually, I know that, but more comfortable with the idea that it happens and don't push back against it, you know, with, with anything I possibly can, like, oh, no, 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 it can't happen. But more like ease into it when the time happens, it happens. I think I'll be a, a lot better with it. I think somehow the pain of it that fear of it, the thing you talked about, Bob, not the fear of death, but the fear of dying, it tends to go away a little bit when you look at it that way, you know, the inevitability of it. I think uh, I, I would hope to project some message of love, I, I would of connection, of value to the people I, I love, you know, the people that are that are around. It's this it's worth it, right? This no matter how scary death may may be or you think about it. It's worth being here, right? It's an easy price to pay. You know, if I had to choose, granted, if I weren't here at all, I wouldn't know it, but I can say that now, now that I'm here, I'm good to pony it up. I'm good to pay it. Mm. Yeah, I think I think the can't bullshit death and the, the fact that you have to be who you are, right? Even if you do that 60 second um, video that we were talking about or send that message, the reason why it's so hard is because we want to script it out. We want it to be perfect, but our lives are never perfect, right? It's those, uh, you know, crazy, crazy quirks and other things that we remember about people after they're gone. <clears throat> and that's that's what our podcast and what our friendship's all about. It's about being authentic, being real. And uh mm. Death is inevitably realer than real. And, and I like to I, I like to reserve the right <laughs> to, regardless of how many you know books on spirituality or science or time spent meditating or anything, I reserve the right to 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 scream and cry and go into this <laughs> to go into this really horribly. <laughs> you know, no, no, yeah, just tuck into a ball. <laughs> it like... may go down like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. 